The Daily Rios, for November 7th, 2012. <sighs> Peter's in a good mood. All right, New Comics Wednesday for the week. Let's start it off. And I'm also going to do previews at the end of the episode as well. That would be previews from the new November Diamond Previews catalog for books mostly shipping in January. So there's going to be a lot of recommendations in today's episode. All right, New Comics Wednesday, books that are in store today, in stores today that I think uh, might be worthy of your attention for one reason or another. I don't go through the whole list, I just go through some standouts, maybe some new number ones, or some collections, or a new ongoing, etc. So if you've never listened to one of these episodes, uh, that's what this is all about. So we're going to start with Dark Horse, and I'm going to start with Colder, number one. And the only reason I'm suggesting this book, and I think I talked about it in the previews episode for this month, back two months ago, was because the cover is incredibly creepy. It is by Juan Ferreira. He was the artist on Rex Mundi, an emissary from Image, and apparently both of the creative team of Paul Tobin and Juan Ferreira uh, were, they worked on a book called Falling Skies, which I don't know what that is. But uh, this book has, the blurb is, is as follows. It says, Declan Thomas's body temperature is dropping. He never gets sick never feels pain. An ex-inmate of an insane asylum that was destroyed in a fire, he, was the, he has the strange ability to step inside a person's madness and sometimes cure it. He hopes to one day cure his own, but time is running out because when his temperature reaches zero, it's over. I can't speak to the creators. I know, I know Juan's art from Rex Mundi, an emissary. Uh, I don't think I've ever read anything by Paul Tobin. The cover alone sold this for me. If you go into a store today, check out Colder Number 1 and just tell me that cover isn't creepy and awesome. From Image Comics, a few recommendations here. Uh, first up, if you're a Darwin Cook fan, be sure to check out Creator-Owned Heroes Number 6. Storm Dogs 1 of 6 comes out today, and this is by David Hine and Doug Braithwaite. I enjoy Doug's artwork. Uh, and this is a science fiction crime thriller, they're calling it. Uh, a uniquely skilled team arrives on a frontier planet to investigate a series of bizarre and violent deaths. Forced to rely on primitive technology, they soon learn what it means to be aliens in a hostile environment. If they are to unravel the mysteries of Amaranth, they will also have to learn what it is to be human. This is uh, $3.50, and it is a six-issue miniseries from Image that uh, kind of caught my attention, I guess I'll say. And lastly from Image, a listener asked me about this book on Twitter uh, not too long ago, and I apologize, I can't remember who actually made the recommendation, but they talked about a book called Danger Club, which is a teen hero group from Image, and it's by Landry Walker and Eric Jones. Well, the first trade paperback is in stores today, Volume 1, Danger Club. Faced with the deadliest peril this universe has ever known, the world's greatest heroes left the Earth to battle a nightmarish evil, and they never came back. Now, only their teenage sidekicks remain. Will the Danger Club unite against this unknown cosmic menace, or will their struggle for dominance destroy them? And it collects the four-issue 
uh, series to date and includes a special never-before-seen sketchbook section. And it's only $9.99. So I'm interested in that. Um, I guess I have a thing for teen books. New Teen Titans, Legion of Superheroes, Morning Glories. Uh, I like that dynamic. I like what it has to offer for comics. And this feels like this could be something uh, well worth uh, my read. So I'm going to check that out. From Marvel, we have two Marvel Now books out today, Deadpool number one and Iron Man number one. And I'll be doing a review of them, I think, tomorrow, if I get a chance to read them, if not next week. But uh, I am going to be reading all the new Marvel Now books. When we get to the preview section, there's a whole ton of Marvel Now recommendations for January, and we'll get to that eventually. Also from Marvel, the final issue of Matt Fraction's Defenders, Issue 12 is in stores today. Kind of like The Order, this is one of those books, Matt Fraction's uh, The Order that he did with Barry Kitson and whoever else. This is one of those books that um, I liked. Uh, it, it never really quite found its legs, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Sad to see it go. From DC, we have a bunch of recommendations here. We have uh, Spaceman Deluxe Edition, $14.99, collecting the nine-issue miniseries plus the short story from Strange Adventures number one. This is by the 100 Bullets team of Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. And this is, the blurb here is, it tells the story of Orson, a hulking, lonely loser who spends his days collecting scrap metal and dreaming of the star-trekking life he was genetically engineered for. When Orson finds himself at the center of a celebrity child kidnapping case, he sees a chance to raise himself out of his sad life and become a hero. But a hero's life may not be the life he thought it would be. And this is a hardcover collection. This is one that started out slow, kind of found some strength, and then, from what I read online of different reviews and hearing people talk about this book on podcasts and seeing seeing them talk about it on Twitter, on forums, and etc., a, a, a solid read, not necessarily one that'll blow your socks off, but a, a, but a good read. If you like that creative team, and th- obviously this is something way different than 100 Bullets in genre and format and style, uh, but if you liked 100 Bullets and you liked what that creative team had to offer, then check it out. Uh, also, we have Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. This is DC's release of uh, Stig Larsson's or Stig Larsson's uh, Millennium Tr- Trilogy, and this is being brought to us by um, Denise Mina and illustrated by Leonardo Manco and Andrea Muti. So this is nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Uh, the adaption graphic novel adaption of Girl with a Dragon da- Tattoo. I have to imagine this could be a great Christmas Christmas gift to a non-comic book reader that enjoyed the movies or the novels. Uh, So by all means, check it out, pick it up. This could be a great uh, gateway drug (laughs) for someone. And also we have in stores today Before Watchmen, Moloch by J. Michael Straczynski and Eduardo Riso again. And it also was recently announced that they will be doing a Before Watchmen book on Dollar Bill with Len Wein and Steve Rude. I always like to say the creators of those Before Watchmen books so that those people who uh, are boycotting this series 
uh, can add these creators to their list so that they never read them again, right? Because obviously every pe some people out there are calling these creators scabs and that they shouldn't be working on these books. Well, there you go. Now you have more creators. Now you can't read anything else by Steve Rude or Eduardo Riso. So don't pick up Spaceman because it's by that scab, Eduardo Riso. Anyway, um, from Fanographics. I mentioned this in previews way back, and it's finally out. I think it was due uh, last month or whatever, but uh, it's Black Lung, the hardcover, by Chris Wright, and it's his graphic novel debut, actually. Uh, as always, I will post as many links to previews of all of these suggestions that I can. I don't usually do it for Marvel and DC, but I will do it for some of the independents. Uh, I think you should take a look at this book. Uh, it looks great. The pre There's a ton of previews on Fanographics. There's a PDF preview. There's a video preview. Check it out. Here's the blurb. In a night of treachery, when an arrogant school teacher is accidentally shanghaied aboard the frigate Hand, his fate becomes inextricably fettered to that of a sardonic gangster. Dependent on one another for survival in their strange and dangerous new home, the two form an unlikely alliance as they alternately elude or confront the thieves and cutthroats that bad luck has made their companions and captors. After an act of terrible violence, the teacher is brought before the ship's captain and instructed to use his literary skills to aid him in writing his memoirs. He is to serve as scribe for a man who, in his remaining years, has made it his mission, and this is really the hook that got me, to commit as many acts of evil as possible in order to ensure that he meet his dead wife in hell. I don't know. I just love that. I like that premise. I like that little twist there. And as I said, it looks great. It looks to be a really good read. And as far as a graphic novel debut, this is pretty good. So Fanographics Black Lung Hardcover, by all means, check it out. From Com.x, this is another book that uh, had been on my list as, I guess it was supposed to ship a while back, and it's finally in stores. It's called Monster Myths. And this is by writers John Lupo Avanti and Chester Westward. And John Lupo Avanti is also the artist and creator. His art style kind of reminds me of Nathan Fox art, if you know who that is, or if you read the Key of Z book from Boom Studio. It's not quite the same, but it's very raw, very rich, uh, a lot of line work. Um, I want to say bordering on street art, kind of, but not exactly. Again, there'll be a preview. You can check it out for yourself. Uh, the blurb is, Alfredo, a recovering felon turned working stiff, resides in Lower Scabo, where working-class people live under the tyranny of the evil Cannibals Motorcycle Gang. After being beaten and left for dead by the gang, he decides to recruit a group of graffiti writers to, to instigate a war between the riffraff of Lower Scabo and their neighbors in the well-to-do community of Northview. In doing so... Alfredo transforms from a two-bit perp into an iconic rebel determined to free Lower Scabo from the control of those seeking power. An over-the-top, dark comedy pitching biker gangs against clean-cut real estate developers and in the middle, an unlikely hero stirring the pot in the hope of saving his neighborhood. Sometimes a book grabs you because of the art, because of the cover, because of the premise, and this one, I have to say, was more about the art and a little bit about the premise. From what I see, I think I might enjoy this, so I decided to pass it along to everyone out there. 
Uh, two more here. These are for, uh, two more recommendations for New Comics Wednesday from Oni. The second volume of Scott Pilgrim Color Edition is out. I have the first volume. It looks awesome. Can't wait to get the second one. And then from Valiant, Shadow Man Number 1 by Justin Jordan and Patrick Zercher. I have not read any of the new Valiant books. Uh, I have all the number ones, though, and uh, sometime I should really probably just sit down and read them and offer up some recommendations. So Shadow Man, uh, a new entry, uh, a new old new entry <laughs> to uh, the Valiant Universe. У Скорпионов день может получиться нервным. Есть риск, что вам подкинут неприятный сюрприз коллеги. Или вас просто подведут. Причем не со зла, а так уж получится. Не исключены всякие глупые шутки и розыгрыши. Но на них-то обижаться не стоит. Тем более, что вечер все исправит. Окей, let's jump to preview recommendations and suggestions. This is, again, from the Diamond previews that just came out uh, November dated as November, for book shipping mostly in January, we'll say. From Dark Horse, there in the front of the book, the new Brian Wood Star Wars uh, ongoing series is solicited. The first issue is coming out. Uh, I'm actually going to be picking that up. I've been liking a few of the new Star Wars books that have been coming out through Dark Horse, and this intrigues me, obviously, because of the subject matter and because of where it's placing Star Wars, where it's placing the book, you know, right after A New Hope, and certainly Dark Horse's history with Star Wars has come into question now that Disney has bought Star Wars, and of course Disney owns Marvel, and will we see this book go back to Marvel eventually, the license? Uh, Star Wars, uh, people have speculated that the Marvel series of Star Wars, that first issue, was so, which sold, I don't know how many over a million copies or something like that, some crazy number, when it came out, uh, a lot of people credit that as saving Marvel during the Bronze Age. And the Star Wars books for Dark Horse have certainly put Dark Horse on the map as well. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see where these books survive in the next year. Also from Dark Horse, coming out in January, Mike Norton's The Answer with writer Dennis Hopeless. The blurb is, Devin McKenzie is an insomniac librarian with a knack for solving puzzles. The answer is a masked crime fighter with a giant exclamation point on his face. Aside from a penchant for late nights, they share nothing in common until both become embroiled in a deadly mystery surrounding a sinister motivational speaker. Blah, 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 blah. It's Mike Norton's The Answer. It's finally coming out. Go get it. Dark Horse is also releasing a second Nexus Omnibus trade paperback, collecting issues 12 through 25 for $24.99. Francesco Francavilla's pulp romp comic, Black Beetle, No Way Out, 104, solicited for January. And also Dark Horse has Last Day in Vietnam, a, mem a memory hardcover by Will Eisner. Uh, for $17.99, recounting Eisner's own experiences with soldiers engaged not only in the daily hostilities of war, but also in larger, more personal combat. Some of the stories in this novel are comical, some heart-rending, heart some frightening, yet all display the incredible insight into humanity, characteristic of Eisner's entire body of work. From D.C., uh, Earth 2 Volume 1, The Gathering Hardcover, collects Earth 2, 1 through 6 by James Robinson and Nicholas Scott. This is only $22.99. Pick it up. It is one of the better 
DC New 52 uh, titles from the second wave. Also, the Shade trade trade paperback, speaking of James Robinson, 12 issues, is out for $19.99 coming out in January, or thereabouts. Uh, Threshold, Keith Giffen, Tom Rainey, Scott Collins, space opera, DC Cosmic. This could be the annihilation uh, for the DC universe if they let Keith Giffen have his way, featuring all kinds of space heroes, Tommy Tomorrow... Omega Man, Blue Beetle, Star Hawkins, that's awesome. And Scott Collins is doing the backup tales for um, Larflees. This is a book that is so in my wheelhouse. I can't wait to see it and hope it lives up to expectations. It may not, it probably won't last long, but I will enjoy it for however long it does last. Then there's some uh, interesting things also coming out from DC uh whether in January or shortly after, they're doing an Impulse Trade paperback series uh, collecting Impulse, this is where it gets weird, collecting Impulse 1 through 6, 8 through 9, and 12 through 13. What? Where's issue 7? Where's issue 10 and 11? Are they crossover issues? What? I I don't know. They might be crossover issues, but who cares? Just uh, It's just very strange. I hate when they do that. And then, this is really crazy, an Absolute Blackest Night hardcover. Okay, I understand why they would want to do that. It collects the free comic book day release. It collects, uh, which is Blackest Night Zero. It collects Blackest Night 1 through 8. It collects one issue of an untold tales of the Blackest Night. And it collects DC Universe Zero. It's about 300 plus pages for $100. And it's not even really, it's not, that's not absolute. There should be some Green Lantern issues. There should be some Green Lantern core issues. There should be some some of the spin-offs. I mean, if they really want to do it, they should have done this in an omnibus version, not an absolute. Um, I think you I think you certainly can read the Blackest Night series one through eight and get the the gist of the story. But the fun of that event was was everything that tied into it. So ah, I I can't recommend it, even though I'm talking about it. Save your money, go buy it in the back issue bins. Uh, now here. Now, they do have an omnibus. It's the Superman Death and Return of Superman omnibus. 1,000 pages, 100 bucks. See, there they can do 1,000 pages for 100 bucks. But Blackest Night only gets 300 plus? I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, this Superman Death and Return omnibus has a whole chunk of stuff. It has a bunch of issues from Man of Steel, a bunch of issues from Superman, Adventures of Superman, Action Comics, Justice League America, and and Green Lantern, right? The one Green Lantern tie-in issue to the event. So this... Um, if you've never read Death and Return of Superman, and you should, because as as much of an event it was, and hype, and it was uh, the speculative era, and it was the event era for the shock for shock sh- shock for shock sake era, it it wasn't a horrible story. It really wasn't, especially all the aftermath stuff. I had a great time reading the Superman books at that time. So check that out if it's in your budget. From IDW, a new John Byrne miniseries, Highways 1 of 4, touching on um, how humanity has not yet reached for the stars, but the solar system is still a busy, exciting, and sometimes very dangerous place, as young Eddie Wallace is, is about to discover when he joins the crew of a freighter that hauls cargo along the highways. It's a new space-faring series by John Byrne. Space. A lot of space comics out these days. I love it. And... Um, John Byrne has a, has a lot of love for or for space stuff. Obviously, the Star Trek books and 
um, some stuff he's done here and there. I, I enjoy a lot of his space stuff, so I'm I'm all for this. I've been really enjoying a lot of his output from IDW, and uh, I, I will be picking that one up when it comes out in the next couple months. From Image, there's two books here, Dias de las Muertas, one of three, which has artwork by Riley Rosmo. That right there is enough to get me to check out the book. And from Paul Pope, One Trick Ripoff Deep Cuts Hardcover, $29.99. This is 288 pages of over uh, of new work, rare work, never-before-seen work, created during Pope's Traveling of the World in the 1990s. Stuff like the Super Trouble manga, created for Kodansha in Japan, which is appearing in, uh, here in the States in print for the first time. Some sketches, some short stories, some pinups. I It's Paul Pope. I haven't had a new Paul Pope anything in such a long time. I'm still waiting for Battling Boy. I, just, I, I need some Paul Pope in my life, and... Uh, here it is from Image, uh, uh, an awesome collection, $29.99 from Image yet. That, I thought that was interesting. So check that out whenever that comes out in the next couple months. Uh, and getting into the back of the book, other publishers, we have a Glenn Fabry sketchbook softcover from Berserker for $12.99. If you're a fan of his work, which you might see on things like Preacher and Constantine and Judge Dredd and... Uh, Spider-Man, and so many more. Um, from Action Labs, they're putting out the licensed product of NFL Rush Zone, which is, I guess, a Nicktoons series. So if you have any kids that are into that, Action Labs will be putting out a whole slew of books based on that. From NBM, a book called The Initiates, $29.99. The blurb here is, there's a comic artist who doesn't know much about the world of winemaking, and then there's a winemaker who rarely reads comics, but these two are full of goodwill and curiosity. So for more than a year, they decide to switch places and jump into each other's professions. They open a lot of bottles of wine, they read many comics, they travel around meeting authors and winemakers, sharing their passion for their jobs. The Initiates explores the nature of a man's vocation with a true-life representation of it from two very different perspectives. I am by no means a wine connoisseur. But I am into comics, and I like this premise. I like it's it's kind of a cool idea, and I want to see it on the page and see if it works. So check that out from NBM, from Top Shelf, Dear Beloved Stranger, nineteen dollars and ninety five cents. This is by Dino Pie, uh, clueless, naive, full of dreams, and unemployed, fresh out of art school. Dino is ready to start a new chapter in his life, but can't figure out how, and struggles to find his identity as an artist. With a little encouragement from a classmate. He sets out on a fantastic inner journey to wipe the dust off his teenage obsessions and reignite his passion. Blending fact and fiction, past and present, pencil and paint, uh, debut author Dino Pai brings a wide range of voices and influence to bear on the most intimate story in his heart in this Zarek Award-winning graphic novel. Nice to see something new coming out of Top Shelf like that, and uh, when I read the premise and saw a little bit of the artwork... Felt like something I would really enjoy, something emotional on, on an emotional level. So there you go, De dear beloved stranger. All right, let's uh, dig into Marvel, and then that'll wrap up this episode. A whole ton of Marvel Now releases coming out in January. Uncanny X Force number one, three dollars and ninety nine cents by Sam Humphreys and Ron Garney. I don't really get much out of that creative team personally. But we shall see. Uh, the, 
The team on this is Psylocke and Storm Puck from Alpha Flight, Spiral from Longshot, and the mysterious Cluster who kind of looks like um, Phantom X. Um, but I don't know, maybe. I'm not sure who that character is. And then uh, Bishop also shows up. Because I guess wherever Storm is, Bishop has to go. Bishop has to follow. Um, also, now this Marvel Now book, this is one of the first ones I'm really excited about. New Avengers, they're putting out two issues, though, both for $3.99 by Jonathan Hickman and Steve Epting. And it's about Black Panther leading a revamped Illuminati group, but they're calling themselves the New Avengers. So it's Black Panther, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Mr. Fantastic, Namor the Submariner, and Beast, I guess taking over where Professor X would be. And it's ba- um, what happens is there's a, a threat from parallel reality, and Black Panther uh, learns of this and decides to uh, bring this group together to fight whatever that is. And, and if you know the history of the, of the Illuminati and Black Panther, he was originally asked to be a member of the Illuminati and declined it, turned it down, saying that it would only lead to trouble. And sure enough, it did. It led to the Civil War, it led to World War Hulk, and uh, etc. So now he is actually with the group. Uh, and by Jonathan Hickman, I, this sounds, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for this. So hopefully this doesn't disappoint. We have Superior Spider-Man, two issues of, two issues of this as well for $3.99. Dan Slott, Ryan Stegman. I'll read that for a couple issues and see what happens. We have Savage Hawkman, I mean Savage Wolverine, number one, by Frank Cho, also for $3.99. This feels like a book that they just want to give Frank Cho because he draws uh, Wolverine and he draws dinosaurs and he draws um, Shaun of the She-Devil, Naked Ladies, very well. So that's what that book is about. Uh, Then we have Young Avengers by Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey, only one issue, $2.99. Uh, fresh off of uh, everything that they did, or everything that Kieran Gillen did with Journey into Mystery. And this will feature Wiccan and Hulkling and Hawkeye with Loki, Marvel Boy, and Miss Ms. America. So the creative team of Phonogram coming over to do a book for Marvel. We'll see, we'll see how that, if that keeps my interest uh, for that book. And then we have Morbius the Living Eye Vampire. I mean Morbius the Living Vampire. Uh, this is Joe Keating, Richard Elson. I don't know who Richard Elson is. And it's Marvel's version of DC's I Vampire, um, putting out a, a vampire book. You know, because all that vampire X-Men stuff went over so well. Um, beyond that, we have an Avengers West Coast Omnibus hardcover, which collects the original four-issue West Coast Avengers miniseries, uh, a whole bunch of annuals, uh, Avengers West Coast uh, 1 through 16, Vision and the Scarlet Witch, one, 1 and 2, a whole bunch of other annuals, a whole bunch of other Avengers issues. And then they jump to Avengers West Coast 100, which I think is just very strange. It's it's obviously not going to be a Volume 1 or Volume 2. It's just going to be this whole collection of stories. But if, you ever, if you've never read West Coast, um, this is kind of ex- an expensive way to do it, but you know, if if you like the omnibus format, if you like Avengers West Coast, it's funny. We just when I uh, was guesting over on CGS, one of our big topics was about Hawkeye and West Coast Avengers. So here you go. And also, just a few more here. We have Thor: The Mighty Avenger collection by Roger Langridge and Chris Somney. I have to imagine there was a collection before, but here's a collection now uh, for that short-lived but critically acclaimed series. And that is it. 
that's it for my uh, recommendations. Um, I had something else here in my notes, but I realized they're not recommendations. They're just comments. Um, all new X-Men 5 and 6 are solicited for January, and there's already a new artist on issue 6. And Avengers 3 and 4 are solicited, and there's already a new artist on issue 4. Yet I swear Axel Alonso said that everybody was in for the long haul. But I guess he just meant the writers, because that's the easy part, right? Uh, anyway, and also speaking of that, uh, the solicit for Masks uh, from Dynamite, which is putting together all their pulp heroes, Green Hornet and Shadow and Zorro and etc., and there was this big deal about issue number one being drawn by Alex Ross Interiors for the first time in a long time. And I guess I didn't read those articles long enough or well enough because he only is doing Masks number one. Because now they have a art, new artist on the, remain, uh, the following issues. Which, that's very disappointing. I, I wanted to get the book for Alex Ross and, and for the concept a little bit. But for mostly for Alex Ross. So he's not going to be doing the artwork in the rest of the issues? I don't think I'll pick it up then. I don't know. I just... Ugh, it bugs me. I, I really thought he was in it for the long haul, but I guess not. So that's it. New Comics Wednesday previews. Kind of a long episode for Wednesday, but uh, lots of good suggestions there. Uh, let me know what you're reading. Let me know what you're picking up. Let me, let me know if anything uh, that I mentioned sounds interesting. And uh, like as I said, I'll provide all the links in the show notes uh, you can email me, peter at thedailyreels.com. Go to the website and leave a comment there. Subscribe through iTunes if you haven't already. Welcome to any new listeners who came over from the Hat Decides episode that I was on, episode 80. Big shout out to Raging Bullets. They have the Daily Reels uh, as a link up on their website, and I've been getting a few hits from that as well. Awesome. Love Sean and Jim. So that's it. I will see you tomorrow. Not quite sure what I'll be doing. Maybe some reviews, maybe something else. And then uh, you'll hear from me then, and you'll hear from me Friday, and then that'll be it. All right? Enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy your new comics. Onward, upward, and forward. <laughs>